0: Welcome to Exhibition, and Xbox podcast, episode number 75. My name is Samuel Adams, and on today's show, we are asking the big question, could Xbox see a price increase? Phil Spencer has said it is not out of the question during a Wall Street Journal Live session earlier this week, so what could actually get the hike? We'll talk about that on today's show. We also have Microsoft earnings to dig into. Fallout 4 is getting a next-gen upgrade, and the Callisto Protocol is locked in for December the 2nd since it has gone gold but it will not be coming out in Japan. We have all of this and more to dig into today, so without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into it. Earlier this year, PlayStation kicked up the price of the PlayStation 5 in certain regions around the world, roughly by about $50, which isn't necessarily going to break the bank, but $50 is $50, and you're talking about a console that's already $500 for the disc-based version that's a big chunk of change, especially in today's economy, where inflation is wreaking havoc on the everyday person that just wants to play some games and make it through life. And so, since that price increase earlier this year, one of the biggest questions is, how are competitors going to respond? Will Xbox, specifically as the next-gen competitor, take that leap and increase the cost of their console itself in the stores? And so far, we have not seen any mention of that, Until this week when Phil Spencer was on the Wall Street Journal live session and he said, quote, I do think at some point we'll have to raise the prices on certain things. But going into this holiday, we thought it was important to maintain the prices. We've held price on our console. We've held price on our games and our subscription. I don't think we'll be able to do that forever. I do think at some point we'll have to raise some prices on certain things. And that's where the quote stops and the speculation begins. So what exactly is being referenced here? Consoles, accessories, games, subscriptions, those are kind of the four horsemen of the Xbox apocalypse when you talk about what could potentially see a bit of a price hike. And so thinking through this analytically, the two that are most likely and the two that I personally think are feasible are consoles and subscriptions. Games are pretty static. We saw a $10 price increase for this generation. I don't think much more than that is going to be accepted by the consumer, especially when you have stuff like the Vault Edition for Modern Warfare 2 that's $100, or Collector's Editions that are multiple hundreds of dollars. Uh, And of course, those come with extra things, but the cost of the games are increasing exponentially. Uh, So the games themselves, I don't think are going to see a price increase. I don't think there's a lot to be had in accessories. You can build more accessories, like the DualSense controller, the DualSense Edge, uh, or the Xbox Elite, but I don't think you're going to be able to get away with increasing the price of the controllers themselves, for example. So, then you have consoles... I think consoles are possible because PlayStation has set a precedent. We now know that PlayStation can get away with increasing the price by $50 in certain regions, and I don't know that Microsoft would take that step, because one of the biggest differences between Microsoft and Sony is that Microsoft is a much larger business. In the gaming and entertainment space, sure, they're in third place in comparison to Sony and Nintendo, but as a company, we're talking about Windows, Surface, office. You've got tons of little organizations built into this mega corporation that can help foot the bill for Xbox to keep the cost of that console at $500, or I should say the price of the console at $500 for the Xbox Series X. On the Series S side of things, I don't think they're going to get rid of the $299 price tag for that, uh, because the console itself is the underpowered version of the big brother, so I think that you're already getting some value there, probably cheaper to produce as well. But $299 in an ad or even $239, as I've seen in ads for like Sam's Club for this coming Black Friday, that's a value that provides its own marketing budget. I mean, you just see that and it prints money because parents and value gamers are looking at that and they're saying, OK, next gen gaming for $239 on Black Friday. That's nuts. They're not going to get rid of that. Then we come to subscriptions. Xbox Game Pass. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but anybody who has subscribed to Game Pass for the last 2-3 to years, if you have been using your subscription on the regular like I have, I think it stands to reason that a price increase is justifiable. It's a bold move to say, and it could be coming from a privileged position, but taking for example a Plague Tale Requiem that came out a couple of weeks ago. That was a day one release that was lined up as a third-party addition to Game Pass, and I am loving it. It's one of the best games I've played this year. If I were to take my $15 Xbox Game Pass Ultimate subscription and cancel that, I would have to spend four months, that could be four months of Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, to buy one of Plague Tale Requiem. Or, I could just keep my subscription going, play a Plague Tale Requiem, and... Hundreds of other games that are available on PC, console, etc. There are so many options here that come with Game Pass Ultimate that the value that it provides warrants some additional cash. I would go so far as to say you could hike that price from 15 to 20, and I wouldn't blink an eye because it's still the best deal in gaming. The question is what happens to the basic? Game Pass tiers with PC and console? Uh, What happens to the eventual family tier when it launches in full? Those are some big outstanding questions. And so, I think you can see Microsoft handle it by a couple of bucks. You know, you see Xbox Game Pass Ultimate go from $14.99 to $17.99, a $3 price increase, nothing that's really going to make gamers turn their heads and say, oh my gosh, the world is ending, but it's certainly possible. Maybe you could see the same for Xbox Game Pass Basic, where it goes from $9.99 to $12.99 or something like that. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility to see it go up by as much as $5, just to keep the numbers round. $14.99 for Game Pass Basic on PC or console, $20 for the Game Pass Ultimate. Then potentially you see the family membership introduced, maybe it gets a price increase as well. But when you're talking about price increases for these services, I think it ultimately comes down to the value that players get from it, and if they think that value lines up with the price they're paying every single month. That's a basic economic statement. And so for me, I'm somebody who explores new games, there are plenty of my favorites on Game Pass... It gives me perks in some of the games that I enjoy, like Halo Infinite's free multiplayer, uh, for example, in Rainbow Six Siege, Apex Legends, that kind of stuff. So it does give me the value that I want from it. And I would pay for Game Pass as much as 25 bucks a month, I think is about as high as I would go. And I think that's the point where you start to see people flip and say 25 bucks a month. That's not an insignificant amount of money. I mean, that's a, pretty nice dinner at a pretty, I mean, that's Chipotle. You know, that's that's Chipotle for two right there. And so when you look at something with that kind of value, we're going from 15 bucks a month, which I've always said is a badass trip to Taco Bell, to 25 bucks a month, which is a decent trip to Chipotle. That's a pretty big price increase right there. And so I don't think you're going to be able to swing that big of an increase in one round. And there are still outstanding promises for Game Pass. I'm looking for these Xbox Game Studios releases. Give me Hellblade 2. Give me a new Gears. Give me uh, Starfield. Give me a new Fallout. Give me Elder Scrolls 6. I'm looking for a Vowed. These are the games that I need because from a first party perspective, Game Pass has not provided the value that they've really been advertising over the past few years because COVID has made delays and the developers certainly need the time that they need to build these games into quality experiences. But that doesn't change the fact that Game Pass could be better if it had more first-party games that Team Xbox was putting out. So all of that conversation to the side, I think that a Game Pass price increase is certainly on the way. The real question is when. And in the actual quote, Phil Spencer says, Going into this holiday, we thought it was important to maintain the prices. You have the holiday signifier there. Going into the holiday, we thought it was important. There's been a conversation had around this. This is something they deliberated, and I think uh, probably Q1, Q2, you might see some price increases for the Xbox services. Uh, Like I said, I don't think games are going up. I don't think consoles are going up, but I do think Game Pass is going to see a price increase, and of course, we'll cover it right here on the show if we do see that. But... During that same interview, according to Jez Corden here in his report on The Stuff, uh, Spencer said that Xbox Game Pass is indeed profitable for the company, despite mountains of speculation to the contrary. Spencer said that Xbox Game Pass is between 10 and 15 percent of overall Xbox revenue, while conceding that growth has begun to slow down on console. During the earnings call yesterday, Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella noted that PC Game Pass was up 159 percent year over year, showcasing the opportunity Microsoft has built its game business beyond its traditional console base. So, a lot to break down there as well. Between 10 and 15% of overall Xbox revenue comes from Game Pass. That's not an insignificant amount, but it also could be higher. We could potentially see those numbers go up in the years ahead depending on the AAA releases that Microsoft does put out and the quality of those releases, but again, you saw the growth start to slow. I think we're kind of hitting a point of saturation for Xbox Game Pass on consoles, specifically where people in the Xbox community are saying, okay, I have subscribed to this, or they're saying, I'm good. You've gotten the people that want to be involved in this service. So, how does Microsoft continue to innovate, put out new games, provide new sources of value for these players to experiment with and experience and feel like they're getting the bang for their buck out of the service? So, We're hitting a point where Microsoft is going to have to really up the ante to give people a reason to subscribe to Game Pass. And I think that with some big AAA releases, uh, these numbers could keep going up. But it's not shocking to see things slow down since the releases have been strong recently, but not as strong as they potentially could be. So big numbers there, though. And at the same time, we also saw Microsoft's gaming division hit a record Q1 with hardware revenue up 13 percent but content and services declining by 3% overall in comparison to the previous year. This report comes from Andy Robinson over at VGC, phenomenal source if you do want to check that out, where he writes, on Tuesday, the company published its results for the first fiscal quarter ended on September 30th, 2022. According to the company, Xbox hardware revenue grew 13% and gaming revenue grew slightly at 4%. Meanwhile, Xbox content and services revenue declined by 3% despite growth in Xbox Game Pass subscriptions. The company said this was due to declines in first-party content and third-party content, with lower engagement hours overall and higher monetization. As noted by independent analyst Dom's Playing, great resource over on Twitter, the revenues represent an increase of around 0.47% year-on-year, making the quarter Xbox's best-ever Q1 in terms of revenue. So still a strong Q1, even if it was below expectations and saw some declines in content and services. Speaking during a web call on Tuesday transcribed by VGC, Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella reported strong performance for gaming off console. We saw usage growth across all platforms driven by the strength off console, PC Game Pass subscriptions increased 159% year over year, and with cloud gaming we are transforming how games are distributed, played, and viewed. More than 20 million people have used the service to stream games to date, end quote. Of course, he also added, as we look towards the holidays, we offer the best value in gaming with Game Pass and Xbox Series S. Nearly half of the Series S buyers are new to our ecosystem. End quote. Uh, so a couple of very interesting points there. Number one, PC Game Pass subscriptions up 159% year over year. If you look at how Microsoft is treating Xbox Game Pass for PC, It is night and day in comparison to where that service was one year ago. You have PC-exclusive features, you have a partner with Riot Games, you have tons of new games coming day one to Xbox Game Pass for PC, and some PC exclusives. You have a lot of value there. And for somebody like myself, if I was just playing on PC... It is still a must-have service for me and the games that I'm interested in playing. So I think that growth shows that the Xbox saturation point that they're hitting on the console side is just starting over on the PC side because of the improvements they've been making additionally 20 million people using the service to stream games on xbox cloud gaming is not a small number definitely could be higher but one that's been bolstered by fortnite being free to play on xbox cloud gaming without any kind of subscription required Uh, and of course on top of that people that are streaming games on the go from the couch whatever they might be doing uh, 20 million is the number but that also seemed kind of low from my perspective also Xbox Series S owners being new to the ecosystem, half, half of them are brand new. That shows the value that's being provided. Again, you're getting to the point, especially with the upcoming Black Friday sales, where you look and you see a next-gen console that may run at 1080p, sure, but that provides next-gen gaming experiences. You can still play stuff, like Gotham Knights on the Xbox Series S. You can still play stuff in the next generation of consoles on this cheap device, for about $200, that's getting down to the point where if you have a little bit of extra change in the pocket, you can buy one of those without thinking about it. And that's exactly what Microsoft has been trying to hit. And that's why they are winning this generation, in my opinion, uh, in terms of console and the value that they provide. So big quarter for Microsoft, big week for the Wall Street Journal Live call, but I would love to hear what you think down below. Can Xbox increase Xbox Game Pass overall? What would you pay for Xbox Game Pass? And what do you think about this quarter's performance? Do you think it's on par with expectations? Did you expect more? And how do you think the holiday season is going to go for Team Xbox? The Wall Street Journal Live conversations did not end there. Phil Spencer went on to talk more about the Activision Blizzard acquisition and what the company hopes to get from the deal closing. Obviously, on the front end, you see Overwatch 2 taking over feeds, Modern Warfare 2 absolutely dominating the charts, and the review boards. It's a pretty well-received Call of Duty, but that seems to be more of a bonus for Phil Spencer, according to this recent conversation, because he said, and I quote, as reported on by Tom Warren, Call of Duty specifically will be available on PlayStation. I'd love to see it on Switch. I'd love to see the game playable on many different screens. Our intent is to treat COD like Minecraft. This opportunity is really about mobile for us. When you think about 3 billion people playing video games, there's only about 200 million households on console. That's a pretty big disparity. And I think when you look at what Xbox is doing here, they've confirmed they're working to make a mobile gaming platform to rival Google's Play Store and Apple's App Store to be able to be the hub for gaming on mobile. And if they can make that happen, And if they can get this deal closed, you have Call of Duty Mobile, Diablo Immortal, Candy Crush, many other games that are in that mix on top of stuff like Age of Empires Mobile that was confirmed earlier this week. And we'll talk about that more in a moment Uh, and the rest of the catalog that we have here. You can make a platform that brings all of these together and links with your Xbox account and links with your Battle.net account to have cross-progression, to be able to build this ecosystem out that integrates seamlessly with other parts of the industry, other consoles, other platforms. And so I think that's the long play for them is to hit as many screens as possible. They've said it here and they'll say it again in the future as these deliberations continue. Now, I also think it's pretty naive for anybody to say this deal is all about mobile. I don't think that's the case at all. You see, once again, COD dominating. You see Overwatch 2 dominating. World of Warcraft having a good year as well. There's a lot of money to be made outside of the mobile space. But as you look to the future and as you look to potential growth, that is certainly an area that is rife with opportunity. So I think this is probably going to be something that we look back on and we say, This is where Phil Spencer said it, and in 10 years, we'll see if the actions actually had the consequences that Phil intended. One of my personal most anticipated games of the year has officially gone gold, and that is the Callisto Protocol, launching on December the 2nd. Now, I had pre-ordered the collector's edition of this one because I have a nice empty spot right here on my shelf, but I canceled it. I'm trying to maintain my sense of financial security. I don't need to blow that cash. I'll buy it later. It's okay. I'm holding out. But man, is it hard because that statue looks very cool. Please clap for my sense of restraint. Anyways, The Callisto Protocol looks phenomenal. If you haven't checked out gameplay, at this point, don't even worry about it. Take my word for it. Looking like one of the year's best hits. And they write over on at Callisto the game, quote, We are thrilled to announce that the Callisto Protocol has gone gold. On behalf of everyone at Striking Distance Studios, thank you for your support and excitement. We can't wait for you to face the horrors waiting in Black Iron Prison on December the 2nd. In the same week... The Callisto Protocol has been banned in Japan over violence, with developers refusing to censor the game. According to Twisted Voxel, they write, The rating board in Japan, Zero, has banned the Callisto Protocol from release in the country over excessive violence. The developers are unwilling to compromise the experience the players are expecting, and as a result, the game will not see the light of day in Japan. So, first and foremost... Unfortunate for Japanese players, definitely a bummer. They are refunding all pre-orders, so anybody that pre-ordered the game in the region, you have nothing to worry about. Your money is coming back. Uh, number three, there is no better marketing. Period. For me, for a horror game, than to tell me that a government organization has banned it. That is exactly what I want to hear. I want it immediately. Give it to me as soon as possible. This is not a turnoff. This is potentially one of the best marketing tools that the Callisto Protocol could ever imagine. Now, of course, it sucks that they don't have the game in the region, but boy, is this going to be a great game. I cannot wait for this one. December the 2nd cannot get here soon enough. And if you want to check it out, of course, I'll have the link down below to the trailer. I'll throw it down there for you guys to check it out. But man just shaping up to be phenomenal. For my Fallout fans out there, it's been a big year. This is the 25th anniversary of Fallout, and to celebrate, they've been posting in-game events. We also have plenty of artwork and things that have been posted on the blog. It's been an awesome month, but the creme de la creme, the cherry on top, has been that Fallout 4 is going to be getting a next-gen upgrade. That's right, the game that came out in 2015 for the PS4 and the Xbox One and PC, that is coming to Xbox Series X, S, PlayStation 5, and Windows PC systems. This is going to include performance mode features for high frame rates, quality features for 4K resolution gameplay, bug fixes, and even bonus creation club content. So this is going to be kind of like your ultimate edition of the game, your Skyrim special edition in the Fallout world, if you will, and I wanted to mention it here. As somebody who played a pretty good chunk of Fallout 4 and finished the campaign, it would be nice to go back and play through that story one more time, explore the world a bit, maybe see it in 4K60, potentially depending on that performance mode, so 2023 could be the perfect opportunity to dive back in. I would also assume this is going to be a free update on the Xbox Game Pass version of Fallout 4 as well, so stay tuned for that. Fallout is not the only franchise celebrating its 25th anniversary in 2022 because Age of Empires is also turning 25 and to celebrate, it's finally coming to Xbox. Age of Empires 2 Definitive Edition and Age of Empires 4 were both confirmed to come to Xbox in 2023, starting with Age of Empires 2 Definitive Edition on January the 31st, which is also going to launch on Xbox Cloud Gaming. Now, Age of Empires 4 is going to be coming later in 2023, but the great part is that they are rethinking the way the gamepad controls play for Age of Empires, which has traditionally been a keyboard and mouse-style game, And they are building a better onboarding experience for new players. And so for people like myself that know about Age of Empires, that have played a little bit of Age of Empires, but that haven't gotten deeply into it, this could be a great opportunity to check out kind of like an entry point for fans of the franchise that may be new. I think that Age of Empires is legendary, but at the same time, it's something that I haven't spent a ton of time with. I understand the significance, but I've never been invested myself, so this could be a good way for me to kind of ease my way into that world. We also have an Age of Empires mobile game on the way, which is looking like literally Age of Empires mobile. It's not some kind of weird like pachinko machine or match three. It literally is Age of Empires, and that's coming soon. So that could even be by the end of 2022. Uh, But I think that's a good move overall to celebrate the 25th anniversary of Age of Empires. Of course, I'm sure more content will be on the way as well, along with Age of Empires 5 eventually. But it's good to open this up to a new ecosystem of players that may not ever be interested in trying it out on PC or may never have tried it out on PC. Now you've got an Xbox console and both of these are coming to Game Pass and cloud gaming. Sounds like a pretty big win to me. And to round out today's show, November's Games with Gold have been announced, and they are as underwhelming as you probably would expect them to be, potentially even more so, because we include Praetorian's HD Remaster and Dead End Job in this month's lineup, which brings a grand total of $36.98 in value and $2,000 in gamer score. Let's look at the graphic. There's a lot of black space here, you know, now that we don't have the two Xbox 360 games, so we just have these two Xbox One games, and we have a pretty low value that feels like a total at Target, 3698, and 2000 in gamer score. It is time. It is beyond time. The sell-by date for Xbox Games with Gold was in 2018. It's time to wind this bad boy down. That's all I'm going to say. I'll bring it up every time there are new games announced. Xbox Live Gold needs to be folded into Game Pass. And what better time to do it than when you, you hike up the price? Let's just get all of the negativity out in one go, reorganize and reshuffle your subscriptions, and then just move on from there. But that rounds out this week's episode of Exhibition, an Xbox podcast. If you're new here and you enjoyed the show, hit that subscribe button on YouTube, add the show to your podcast feed of choice. And of course, you can find me over on TikTok live streaming throughout the week, as well as posting content at Jam Pack Sam. I would love to see you over there. But until next time, you guys have a fantastic rest of your week. I'll talk to you soon and keep on playing.